0: Welcome to the Functional Medicine Podcast with Dr. McMinn and Coach Lindsay. We're coming to you from McMinn Clinic in Birmingham, Alabama, where Dr. McMinn is an integrative and functional MD, and Lindsay Matthews is a registered nurse and IIN certified health coach. In this podcast, we'll be discussing the latest information on a wide range of topics in the field of functional medicine, which looks for the root cause of disease and integrative medicine which incorporates both conventional and alternative therapies. Our overall goal is to help you be the best that you can be in mind, body, and spirit. The following discussion is for educational purposes only and is not intended to diagnose or treat any disease. Please do not apply any of this information without approval from your personal doctor. And now, on to the show with Dr. McMinn and Coach Lindsey. Welcome back to the Functional Medicine Podcast with Dr. McMinn and usually we have Coach Lindsay Matthews with us, but Coach had a little precious baby girl, Mary Ellen Matthews, so she's taking a little maternity leave right now and doing some serious bonding, and so I know she's going to be one of the best mamas ever. So we're uh, pleased to have with us uh, one of the best nurses in the whole wide world today, Laurel Roberts. Say hey, Laurel.
1: Good morning, and thank you for inviting me to join you today. Oh, it's
0: my pleasure. Let's have some fun with this. Uh, So anyway, um, I've been a doctor for, oh my gosh, uh, how long? It's it's hard to do the math. About 34 years, I think. uh, And I've worked with tons of nurses all over the country, and I can confidently say Nurse Laurel is one of the best nurses I've ever met. Uh, She's super smart, experienced, kind, caring, compassionate, and just has really great people skills. So she's got the whole package, and we're really, really honored to have her on our team.
1: Oh, thank you, Dr. McMahon, so much. I am honored to be part of your amazing team. It's a blessing to see the incredible changes in patient lives when they apply your functional and integrative principles to their health.
0: Well, that's great, Laura. Thank you. So, the topic today is a really important one. Um, I've been looking forward to doing this one. Uh, It's called Hormone Replacement Therapy, or HRT for short. And today we're going to talk mainly about HRT for women, but I do promise you we'll circle back around one of these days and do HRT for men. That's an important topic, too. However, uh, um, before we get going with this topic, Topic. I'm thrilled to announce we have a new sponsor for the show, our friends down at Wellness Pharmacy. Uh, they're local folks right here in Birmingham, and uh, which is great for me. I've dealt with them for years. They also happen to be one of the largest compounding pharmacies in the country. They ship just about everywhere, and they've been around for about 50 years, and I know most of them pharmacists personally, uh, so I've dealt with them uh, on a daily basis, and so I can uh, vouch for their first-class quality. Some of their specialties include chelation, bioidentical hormones, uh, preservative-free injectables, uh, major player in the Austin autism community, and they're totally committed to providing quality to the point that they check, check, and recheck the quality and safety of every prescription that goes out the door. I found it to be a great resource for me. And so give them a call or check them out at um, wellnesspharmacy.com. I think they can be very helpful for patients and for providers. So now on to the show. So the first 20 years of my career, I was what I call a regular doctor, and I, like my colleagues at the time, had not really discovered integrative or functional medicine or anti-aging or optimization or all. All the other wonderful things we do here at McMinn Clinic. Um, in fact, I don't think those terms even existed back then. That was really in the dark ages. Then, as I went through my period of what I jokingly call enlightenment and discovered a whole new way of thinking about medicine and helping my patients, which are usually patients who've fallen through the cracks of regular medicine, by far one of the most important new tools I put in my toolbox was HRT or hormone replacement therapy. It's profoundly affected my practice and helped my patients in more ways than I can count.
1: I agree, Dr. McMahon, that the patient experiences with HRT are nothing short of dramatic. There is not a day that goes by that a patient doesn't share with me a story that highlights their positive um, experience with HRT, and that it's had just such a profound effect on their quality of life.
0: Yeah, I, I get comments all the time Laura, like, uh, you know, it's it's uh, saved my life, or um, and what would I do without these? So I, one lady even said, "You have to pry these hormones out of my cold, dead hands." I'm just <laughs> they're not going to take them away from me. So yeah, I think that uh, they've been really helpful. Um, And, you know, sometimes hormone decline is obvious. Uh, They have the hot flashes, night sweats, vaginal dryness, brain fog, all this stuff, just to name a few. But sometimes they're more indirect. For instance, I think the number one concern I hear from my women is profound fatigue. So let's go through some common scenario that I see in my office all the time. A lady comes in with just no mojo. And and as you know, uh, fatigue has what we call many friends. And so she often has insomnia, brain fog, low libido, weight gain, all the other things that go along with low energy. So t- sometimes in my mind, I think about this thing called the fatigue waterfall. So you have to kind of start at the top of the waterfall. And uh, um, as a patient provider, uh, you think about, uh, are, are, first of all, are her hormones out of whack? So what happens, Nurse Laura, when she has hormones that are imbalanced?
1: Well, one of the first things is that she can't sleep well.
0: And then when she can't sleep well, what happens?
1: Well, she has no energy.
0: Yeah, I think chronic sleep deprivation is the first thing I think about when somebody comes in with a low energy. Um, and when she has no energy, then what happens to her diet?
1: Well, then inevitably she's going to stop by for fast food because she doesn't have the energy to cook a healthy meal.
0: Mm-hmm. And when she does that, what happens?
1: Well, she gains weight, she gets more inflamed, she starts aching all over, and feels even worse.
0: And what about her libido?
1: Well, you know, she's exhausted. So at the end of the day, she just wants to go to bed intimacy is the last thing on They're her right mind.
0: she just needs a new day right so uh, so my point is you kind of have to start at the top of the waterfall fix the hormones and guess what
1: Well, at that point, then she'll sleep better. The energy will start coming back. The brain fog, libido, and all the other spinoffs will correct themselves.
0: Now, Laurel, you've been with us for a few years, and you've seen this pattern over and over. Did you ever see this in sort of regular medicine? And just share with us uh, um, uh, some of these fine folks' experience you've you've had working with them and how it's helped them.
1: Well, in regular medicine, you see the same issues. However, the approach to address the symptoms may not reach down into the root of the problem. That's what makes the functional and integrative approach so different. It is focused on drilling down to those essential problems and creating a plan of care for lasting health changes that impact all areas of the patient's life. This is especially true when in regards to bioidentical hormone replacement, um, women really see positive effects from that balanced replacement regimen.
0: Yeah, yeah. And of course, you know, going back to, I think our first podcast we ever did, it was about, you know, the concept of functional medicine and integrated medicine. And of course, functional medicine, just to reiterate, means that you're always looking for that root cause. In integrative medicine, it means that you kind of have that expanded toolbox. You know, uh, back in medical school, we learned about, you know, drugs and surgery, but we never learned about things like nutrition and biogenical hormones and that kind of stuff. Uh, I've had to learn that on my own. Uh, um, and uh, But yet, they're, 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 so, they're so powerful. Uh, and so um, uh, so this uh, HRT is a, is a classic example of getting to the root cause. You know, if she comes in with brain fog, uh, um, uh, you can give her a drug. But on the other hand, if you get back to the root cause and treat that, uh, or, and likewise with fatigue or low libido or whatever, it's always about getting to the root cause and, and, and dipping into your expanded toolbox and, and helping them get better. Um, and but I have found interestingly that hormones are not just for menopausal women. Sometimes we think that it's just only women who are going through menopause need them. I have young women, uh, gosh, uh, uh, in their early twenties. I've even had a couple uh, upper teens who come in with uh, terrible uh, PMS, um, and um, I've also had uh, women who come in with brain fog, and uh, you know the middle ages, you know in their thirties, they're not going through menopause yet, but uh, yet the hormones could be so powerful for things like PMS and brain fog, even in the young or middle-aged women.
1: Right. And for, you know, for women who don't experience PMS, you know, let me tell you that for many of our patients, it's a very big deal. Hormone imbalance turns these poor women into people that they don't like themselves. I mean, people that they really don't want to be. Hormones control a woman's thought and behaviors, sometimes like a puppet on a string. Um, We women know that real time that maybe we're not being ourselves, that we feel ill-natured, but we really can't stop ourselves sometimes. Our thoughts, moods, and behaviors can be driven by our hormones.
0: Yeah, uh you know, years ago uh as I tried to make the transition into being a functional integrative doctor, I studied acupuncture and uh some uh Chinese medicine. A wonderful concept I, I learned was that whole yin yang concept, and I think most of our audience are familiar with that yin yang. You've seen that symbol I'm sure. Uh it has to do with what I call duality or complementary opposites. And with hormones likewise, there's a yin yang to uh the, the, the basic uh classic two female hormones, uh which are estrogen uh and progesterone.
1: Yes, you know, estrogen is a yang hormone. It's great for mentation, emotions, and arousal. The progesterone is more of a yin hormone, calming, soothing, relaxing. Um, Dr. McMahon, you typically call it the woman's natural value. That's
0: right. There we go. So during that PMS time of the cycle, these women become very estrogen dominant. This means that they have a relative lack of progesterone in respect to their estrogen, which makes them irritable as heck. And even though they won't, don't want to be and they're in reality, they're very nice people.
1: Right. And at this point, it's good to important. Um, it's important for us to distinguish what we mean by the word bioidentical when we talk about hormones. You know, women may take hormones and I'm using air quotes when I say the word hormones when they take Primarin, Provera or birth control pills. But when you think about it, these are not really human hormones at all.
0: It's interesting, the actual definition of a hormone is a regulatory substance produced in an organism to stimulate specific cells or tissues into action. However, in actuality, the human body does not produce primin, provera, or any of the hormones found in birth control pills. So in reality, these are not really human hormones at all. They're just drugs or foreign substances that we put in our body that have hormone activity.
1: Right, right. And actually, primerin, as the name implies, comes from pregnant mare urine. It's a true hormone for horses, but not at all for people.
0: That's right. Interesting. So uh, on the other hand, the uh, bioidentical hormones is a substance that is exactly 100% the same as the hormones already found in the human body.
1: Right. So for instance, if we took the blood of a fictitious patient, say Mrs. Jones, and we isolate a molecule of her estrogen, the estrogen we give her is just like the hormones she already has in her body. Likewise, with the progesterone, testosterone, and other hormones that we use, they're just like hers, 100% the same.
0: And the benefit is that you can minimize, minimize the side effects. A classic example would be progestins. The uh, artificial non-bioidentical version of progestin, uh, of progesterones are contraindicated in pregnancy, while the natural bioidentical progesterone is absolutely necessary to get pregnant and stay pregnant. Wow, how different can you be?
1: Really, this is so true. You know, so here at the McMinn Clinic, we only use the bioidentical hormones and the keys are balance and optimization. It's never a cookie cutter approach. The hormone regimen has to be customized for the individual patient. That's to address her problems, optimize her outcomes, and minimize her side effects to the regimen. We get labs on every patient. Then we take a thorough history. The labs and symptoms guide us on her optimal dose.
0: And as women go through the seasons of life, they typically go through menopause about the age of 51 or so. For some women, it can be a little bit earlier. For some, it might be a little bit later.
1: Mm -hmm. And however, women are often having hormonal changes many years before menopause. On the average, the hormones start dropping off at about age 35 or so unless they have a hysterectomy, in which case the hormones may drop off much earlier.
0: And these women come in with hot flashes, night sweats, brain fog, vaginal dryness, weight gain, low libido, aching all over. And for lots of them, they have many other problems as well. The list goes really on and on. Uh, They're usually feeling pretty miserable. And uh, I literally uh, had them tell me, uh, doctor, I just want to shoot myself and I just can't go on living like this.
1: Uh And that that's certainly such a terrible position yeah. to find yourself it, in, it, yes. Yeah. And so with with you know with that in mind, we really measure each person's hormones and put together a, a very personalized prescription for the needed hormones. The results are very dramatic. These women feel so much better once they're balanced and have those replacement hormones. And,
0: and it usually happens in a relatively short period of time. Right. Yeah. Yes. And so uh, I'm a firm believer it matters how you feel, uh, men and women. And uh, at McMinn Clinic, uh, we do our best to help patients go through life in an optimized condition with energy, vitality, and life drive. It's just not enough just to treat disease. Our goal is to help you be the best you can be at every stage of life.
1: Right. And, and you know, when we speak of stages of life, a chapter of a woman's life is menopause. And at that point, her ovaries shut down. She loses most of her hormones, which really are her fountain of youth. So she may go through a rapid aging process. All the symptoms that we mentioned above, plus, plus you know, much worse since the decline is accelerated.
0: It's interesting, uh, Laurel, when you think about it, uh, um, back in the old days, most women didn't go through menopause, right? Mm-hmm. If you look at the life expectancy just up until a couple hundred years ago, uh, um, uh, Women never made it to menopause. Um, uh, um, They died before they got there.
1: Right. But now, you know, most women will live for decades after menopause and sometimes they may live half their life with no hormones.
0: And some women kind of sail through menopause with very little to do. But for others, it's a profound and miserable uh, existence, which can go on seemingly forever. I've had women, they went through menopause uh, in you know, their 60s and they come in to see me at 75. They're still having hot flashes, night sweats. Uh, um, and so they can choose to tough it out. And I get that. Or they can go through uh, menopause unassisted or they can supplement with uh, uh, HRT. It's each woman's personal decision and at the clinic we certainly honor and support that decision however they decide to do it right a lot of women might say that you know menopause is the uh, nature's mo- mother nature's plan so um uh but then so is appendicitis uh, you know and just like appendicitis we can fix that and so too we can fix the hormone decline and all the badness that goes along with it
1: Right, and so, you know, here at McMinn Clinic, we always teach patient empowerment. As a woman hits menopause, it is her choice to make, you know, whether or not to embark upon HRT. And we feel that it is in her interest to make an informed decision. You know, we feel that for most women, the risks of a well-managed regimen of bioidentical hormone replacement are overblown. Most women are concerned, you know, very rightfully so, about the risks of cancer. However, the initial major study that looked at hormones and got so many people and doctors concerned was the Women's Health Initiative study.
0: Yeah, I remember, Laura, when that study came out. I was a young doctor uh, way back in Boston. We, we really gave uh, PrimPro to almost every woman who came to the clinic, and we thought we were going to uh, help them out. But uh, then the study came out. Actually, they stopped the study early because they realized, oh, my gosh, we're killing women with heart attacks, blood clots and breast cancer. Uh, however, uh, um, when you take a look at that sh- study, it showed that women on the oral primpro had the increase in all those bad things. Uh, and it was very concerning, of course. And so uh, uh, we, at that point, really kind of took women off of their hormones and just made them suffer. However, uh, after the study was stopped, they were able to go back and do what I call a post hoc analysis. They took a look at the data and uh, they showed that the women who took estrogen alone uh, actually had less breast cancer than in the placebo group. So it turned out it was not the estrogen causing the breast cancer at all. Um, so I think that we have to put that in context. And I think that uh, subsequently, I think we've seen uh, many uh, studies looking at uh, the issue of a properly managed uh, hormone regimen with bioidentical hormones. It matters uh, uh, how you do it. Uh, but uh, I, I think that you can minimize the risk and I think you can have uh, wonderful outcomes.
1: Absolutely. And, and so it does matter what you give and how you give it. There are several ways that hormones can be given, sublingually, orally, transvaginally, topical creams and gels, patches, shots, and hormone pellets, which we insert under the skin. The hormones used and the mode of administration must be chosen and customized for each patient.
0: Mm -hmm. So let's talk some about the science behind HRT. And uh, there was a published uh, study uh, uh, back in the journal Obstetrics and Gynecology, which showed that women who took estrogen lived longer than women who didn't.
1: And also a study in the medical journal Lancet showed that women who took transdermal estrogen had less blood clots than women who took the placebo.
0: There was a huge study in the International Journal of Cancer showing that women who took a combination of bioidentical estrogen uh, topically and progesterone had less breast cancer than those women who took placebo.
1: There's also another study in JAMA, the Journal of American Medical Associations, that showed the incidence of Alzheimer's disease was significantly reduced in women on hormone replacement therapy. Another study also showed a significant improvement in memory and thinking skills in women who took hormone replacement therapy.
0: Yeah, and interestingly, men have typically a higher risk of heart attacks than women until women go through menopause. At that point, uh, um, uh, women lose their protection uh, from the benefits of the estrogen, and they catch up to menopause men. Numerous excellent quality studies have has shown the heart protective benefits of women who start HRT early in menopause.
1: That is wonderful. And it, we yeah. it is. It's wonderful. And there's also studies out there that show that hormone replacement therapy significantly can reduce hip fractures yes. in osteoporotic women.
0: And that's huge to point out. You know, Laura, you know I tell you, uh, I uh, see so many women with osteoporosis uh, and... Um, uh, I think sometimes they have these sort of theoretical concerns about breast cancer, which stops them from uh, uh, using hormones. And and yet they have uh, uh, osteoporosis staring them in the face. If you look at you know the incidence of osteoporosis product fractures versus breast cancer, it's much, much, much uh, larger and, and really uh, impacts women. I had a lady just the other day. She came in with uh, severe osteoporosis, and we got her on a program with no drugs. We basically, where you do, you know exercise, uh, diet, uh, supplementation, uh, and, and hormones. And she had a 23% increase in bone marrow density uh, uh, over uh, a couple of years with, with no drugs. So I think that HRT is is really powerful in, in that regard and uh, um, should be considered for those women who uh, have th- thinning bones. Yeah, there was another study that showed that HRT uh, can actually reduce the incidence of colon cancer, uh, uh, both in the incidence and the cancer deaths. And colon cancer is the number two cause of cancer uh, in in the country so uh, that that's also a huge deal
1: it is so significant um and something that you know many women would like to know also mm. is a study in the international journal of dermatology showed that hormones can significantly reduce skin wrinkle depth and improve the thickness and elasticity of our skin um, we have a great McMinn wrinkle cream that we have put together with the help of our friends at wellness pharmacy that women love for their face neck and hands
0: And numerous studies have shown that HRT can boost sagging libido, and we've certainly seen that in our practice. Uh, Vaginal dryness, vaginal atrophy, pain with intercourse, interest, arousal, and orgasm are all improved.
1: Mm-hmm. And we have even put together a great hormone formula that helps women with urine leakage. And of course, it can be a miracle cure for those awful hot flashes, night sweats, as well as the associated insomnia that women experience.
0: So to me, in my way of thinking, I think most women would significantly benefit from a customized, well-managed regimen of hormone replacement therapy. I think the science is uh, solid. Um, I had a lady just came in to, a few days ago, Laurel, uh, um, and uh, she came in to see me and, you know the typical lady, not feeling very well. I got her on a regimen. She came back, felt great. But then she saw her OB-GYN doctor, who's kind of an old-school doctor, who said, oh, you need to get off those hormones. And, um, you know, it's just sort of her personal belief system, I think, based on her biases. But there's, I think there's no science behind her uh, recommendation. So the lady got off her hormones, and now she feels miserable again. So, uh, uh, um, that, But uh, there again, I, I said, you know, it's your decision. I support you. If you choose not to take them, that's perfectly fine. Uh, I'm not going to Twist your arm, but uh, I just think when you look at the science, for most women, I think it's definitely uh, beneficial uh, to them to uh, to take the hormones.
1: Right, right. And I think many of our patients would attest to that, definitely. Um, so, you know, other than the estrogen and the progesterone that we've already talked about, some other hormones to discuss are testosterone and DHEA. For most women, based on their symptoms and uh, for most women, you know, based on symptoms and labs, we do like to get a whole balanced regimen of hormones. Um, we'd like to get the patient back up to her prime. And so adding the testosterone can really help with energy and mood, life drive, libido, body composition skin quality and vaginal dryness so we often add this to the mix
0: mm-hmm. and likewise the DHA if the levels are low uh, and the indications are there we'll often put that into the mix as well.
1: right and there is a mantra that we try to follow when we are getting a woman started on HRT It's start low go slow. So if for instance a woman's breast tissues have not felt estrogen for many years, it is inter- if if we introduce it too fast, then she's sure to call into the office and let us know that she has sore breasts. So it took many years for her hormones to go down and they shouldn't be reintroduced too quickly.
0: So bottom line, you know, as I've made the transition from being a regular doctor to uh, more of an integrative and functional doctor, HRT has been probably the most important tool I've introduced to my toolbox to help my patients. Um, Interestingly, uh, I didn't learn about this in medical school. I had to learn on my own. And currently uh, I teach at the medical school at UAB. I'm an assistant professor at UAB School of Medicine. And I know for a fact that these young students even still are not learning about bioidentical hormones, much to the current decline of their patients.
1: Right. Well, I too was never taught about. This as a regular nurse, you know, but I have witnessed with my own eyes the power of hormones to help women. So many of our patients are suffering when they come in to see us. We get them on a good hormone regimen, and this gets them balanced and optimized. And they come back, and everything is better. You know, it's sometimes almost too good to be true.
0: Yeah, I remember Laurel uh, back uh, when I started my practice, and they would come in. I started doing this, and, and uh, they'd have the long list of complaints, and uh, uh, they'd come back, and I'd say, "Well, Mr. Jones, how's this one? Oh, better. How's that better? How's that Better, better, better." I just couldn't believe it right. because uh, as a regular doctor, I never saw those kind of outcomes. Right. Uh, and uh, as a regular doctor, they come back, you know, they couldn't sleep, so I get them a sleeping pill. Anxious, so I get them on an anxiety pill. So it was symptom pill, symptom pill, symptom pill. Uh, and uh, But then when I got into this, I would, uh, you know, fix their hormones, uh, work on nutrition, get them sleeping again. And they came back and, wow, everything was better. It was really almost too good to be true. Um, so once again, we encourage our patients to be empowered patients. So, so learn about your body and about your stages of life life uh, and empower yourself with information so that you can make an informed decision
1: right and there is a lot of information out there and a few books that we recommend often are the hormone cure by sarah gottfried md um, also another one is a savvy woman's guide to testosterone by elizabeth Vliet, outliving your ovaries by dr johnson and anything by christine northrup <laughs>
0: Christine's been around forever, and uh, uh, she's, she's really good. Uh, I think one of the challenges in medicine, uh, whether you're just a regular medicine or um, you what know, you get off into alternative, complementary, integrative, or functional medicine, is finding uh, sources that are reliable sources that you can trust who uh, are going to shoot straight with you. They're not just pushing their own agenda. Uh, and I think uh, these women that we mentioned, Sarah Godfrey, Dr. Vleet, uh, Dr. Johnson, Northrop, uh, are people you can turn to for good solid information. Uh, um... So uh, anyway, that about does it for this episode of the Functional Medicine Podcast. I want to thank you so much, Laurel, for co-hosting with us today. And it was really a lot of fun uh, to, uh, to do this with you.
1: Well, thank you so much for the opportunity to be part of the podcast today. I've really enjoyed it.
0: And Coach Lindsay, if you're out there listening, I want to just uh, give you a shout out to, to you and Tyler. And, and uh, uh, so uh, anyway, uh, we hope we shared something uh, with you today that was helpful to you. Uh, and don't forget to uh, check us out at functionalmedicinepodcast.com and mcminnclinic.com. I'm also starting to post uh, on Instagram and Facebook. So check us out there at uh, McMinn Clinic. And take a moment to rate us on iTunes. And most importantly, if you like the podcast, please share it with your friends.
1: Absolutely. And I also want to give a quick shout out to Ben Wedland, our recording engineer. Thank you so much, Ben. You always do such a great job.
0: And now, Laurel, can you leave us with a final pearl of wisdom from this episode?
1: I would say that I would like to encourage women to really consider the impact of hormones and how they um, affect their overall well-being. Because as women, we really tend to spend much of our time caring for others, but we have to take care of ourselves also. And so, you know, it's it's something to take a few moments to consider the impact that our hormones are having on our life and consider maybe we need to look at the balance of that. And so Mm -hmm. we would be happy to help anyone with that, and it will help you to live your best life, the life that you envision for yourself.
0: Yeah, you know, Laurel, I remember when I kind of first went into this, uh, the first conference I went to, it was kind of the conference on anti-aging. I don't really like to use that word. I mean, we're all going to age. I think that the key to me is to try to be the best you can be at every stage in life. Uh, and um, But I do think uh, one of the major driving forces of the aging process is the loss of hormones. Uh, you could take a woman in her 30s and uh, give her a complete hysterect- hysterectomy, take out her ovaries and she'll have a rapid aging process at that point so i think that uh, you know uh, keeping that in mind and trying to keep the hormones up uh, uh, just with the exact same hormones already in your body and keep them balanced and optimized can be profound for uh, uh, men and women Uh, but anyway all right well that should wrap it up uh, for this edition and this is dr McMinn
1: and this is nurse laurel take Take care and and be well. well